Welcome back to the MicroConf Podcast. This is episode 108. It's a MicroConf Tactics episode where I talk through how to position your SaaS brand for massive growth in 2023. In case you didn't know, this is where we pull audio from our YouTube channel. That's at youtube.com slash microconf. And of course, in the show notes, you can click through and see the full video that this episode is based on. But we've had feedback that some people aren't on YouTube all the time, and they would like to hear the audio of these usually 10 to 15 minute Rob solo adventures that are, aside from this podcast, exclusively published on our YouTube channel. So with that, let's dive right into the meat of the episode. In this video, I'm gonna talk about how to position your SaaS brand for massive growth in 2023. And if you stick around till the end, I'll give you an idea of what is likely the best way to position your product. I'm Rob Walling, a serial entrepreneur who's written four books on building startups, and I've invested in more than 125 companies. So in the title of this video, you heard two terms that I should probably define, positioning and brand, because these are two terms that I think are very commonly misunderstood, and the distinction of them in the details are important. So first, let's start with positioning. Positioning is like setting context for your company. In this case, it allows customers and potential customers to see you relative to your competition, to see the pros and the cons, or to see the corner of the market that you are perhaps best at serving. Positioning allows you to distinguish yourself from competitors. So let's take a quick example in the e-commerce space, specifically with shopping cart software. I wanna look at three different shopping cart platforms and we can look at how they position themselves. Shopify calls themselves the global e-commerce platform. Shopify is massive with huge market share and they are literally aiming at every company on the globe who wants to sell online. Their positioning is, we want the whole market. Big commerce has traditionally been positioned as e-com, but for large companies. And as part of that position, they've leaned into flexibility and being open. I'm actually not aware if they're open source, but they use this term open all over the place. And in doing so, they're taking a dig at Shopify. Shopify is classically known to be a closed platform and actually to be a little aggressive uh, towards developers who do build on their platform. And so big commerce's lean into flexibility and being open is a way they're positioning themselves different than Shopify. And the third example I want to look at is WooCommerce. They call themselves the open source e-commerce platform, and they lean into flexibility by saying build exactly the e-commerce site you want. So again, differentiating themselves from Shopify, which anyone can use, WooCommerce is saying we are open source and you can build exactly what you want. Because Shopify is such a dominant player and they have such reach and they are positioned so broadly, every other player is almost positioning themselves against Shopify. And the way to do that is to point out the biggest flaws that a company has. In this case, Shopify is a closed ecosystem. Shopify is not as customizable as one might want. There's a lot of elements that these other two competitors are picking up on in order to position themselves against Shopify. So that was positioning. Now let's talk about brand. Brand is what people say about your company when you're not around. Some people think of brand as your logo, your colors, your fonts, but really that's the visual identity of your brand. Brand might also be words associated with your company. So for example, when you think of MicroConf, you might think of these words that we have heard people use in surveys and interviews when we've asked people use a few words to describe MicroConf. Words like trustworthy, smart, helpful, 
welcoming. Since we are a community, it's nice that people feel welcomed. Similarly, when you think of another YouTuber with a much larger following, Mr. Beast, who I believe is the most popular YouTuber on YouTube these days, you might think of words like irreverent, energetic, even generous, because he gives a lot of money away. So Mr. Beast's brand is very different than Microconf's brand. And brand is not just brand identity, like visual elements I talked about earlier, and it's not just a list of words, it's a combination of many elements. So you can imagine it being visual, like seeing a certain color or seeing the Nike swoosh and realizing that reminds me of Nike, or it can be auditory, like when you hear the at the start of a Netflix show. It's really any way that you or your market relates to a company, be it visual, auditory, even I suppose a smell could be part of your brand. If you're Krispy Kreme donuts, and every time you walk in, smell of amazing glazed donuts that I really wanna have now that I'm talking about them, that could be part of your brand as well. I'm gonna talk about a way to position your brand for massive growth in 2023. Before I do that, I do wanna talk about the fact that you can build products that rely solely on marketing tactics and are very transactional. I had many, many of these that had no brand. And the positioning was, we solve your problem and that's it. So it really wasn't much of, of market positioning. But if you're reliant solely on ads or solely on SEO, I didn't need branding to sell beach towels because I had an e-commerce site that ranked, I think it was number five in Google for the term beach towels. And I had an ebook that taught people how to take care of bonsai trees. These things made money and some of them made thousands of dollars a month and they didn't have a logo. They didn't differentiate from other competitors, but it was just direct traffic that solved a pain point. And so when people hit the website, enough of them bought to make it into a business. And I had software products like that as well, but they were all very transactional, right? There was no loyalty and they were not based on repeat buyers or referrals. To build an incredible business, build a multi-million dollar business, you need to start thinking about brand. In fact, I would argue if you're going to build a business that's going to grow into the six figures, well into six figures, you do need to start thinking about how you're going to build your brand so that people respect it. And when they hear the term, they realize, oh, that's a brand name. It's not just a commodity that I can find anytime via Google. And also think about your positioning and how you can differentiate yourself from your competition and carve out a corner of the market that you own. That when people think of that corner of the market, you are the first tool they think of. And this is important because positioning sets the context in the mind of your ideal customer. And so I think around the time you hit maybe 100,000 in annual recurring revenue, maybe before, maybe the laughter, you're gonna start noticing patterns in your best customers. Maybe it's the industry they're in, maybe it's the size of the company, the number of employees or the number of revenue, how they found you, how they use your product. Even if it doesn't narrow down to a single customer type, if you are able to position your brand for say your top three customer types, as opposed to not positioning at all, you can absolutely gain market share against the rest of the market if they're sitting on their laurels and not thinking about how to own the minds of the customers in that segment. And the problem with not positioning is you can become a commodity, even if you have unique features. Talk all the time on this channel about not becoming commoditized because then it's just a low price solution that wins and you don't wanna be competing solely on price. But if you have unique features and you can't communicate those, you will become a commodity. And positioning is perhaps the best way to instantly, to quickly show a new website visitor or a new prospect what you can do without trying to explain, well, we have this feature and it's different and we have these six features that are it's just too much. But if you can position yourself with an H1, a single sentence on a website, that is the way to win this war and to not be commoditized. 
So for example, if you're competing against MailChimp, which is the largest email marketing provider in the world, you might say that your email automation that meets the challenges of B2B SaaS. And that's exactly what UserList has done. Is there overlapping features and functionality between UserList and MailChimp? Of course there is. Is UserList trying to attack MailChimp, which has more than a billion dollars a year in revenue head on? Of course they're not. They're positioning themselves to own a corner of the market. So with a position like that, you don't have to list 20 unique features you have. You've shown the visitor in three seconds why they should or should not consider you, whether you might be a fit for them or not. And given that positioning shows your uniqueness, it's a fundamental part of building your marketing flywheel. If you market without solid positioning, it very well can be an uphill battle if you're getting compared against all the other players in your space. So how do you find your position? How do you position your brand for success in 2023? There are a handful of positioning strategies. And if you type into Google or ChatGPT, what are the best ways to position a product? You can get some examples. The issue is a lot of the examples are for B2C brands like toothpaste or competing on, you know, on store shelves or being a direct to consumer e-commerce company. And while there are a lot of different positioning strategies, there are four that I think can get you started in thinking about how you might want to position your company. The first is to niche down. This might be the most common approach that I see people use for positioning. And it works pretty well if you find a space in the market, a little vertical where people have unique needs, like, for example, with user list, email automation for SaaS versus email automation for the entire world. Or if you want to niche down only to people who want open source e-commerce versus everyone, that's another example. You often hear the, I'm going to build a project management software, but for dentists or for people who publish books or, you know, that's niching down, right? And so this is a very common approach to positioning and it's one that can work for you. Another way to position yourself is as essentially the low cost leader. And this is one I don't typically recommend for SaaS companies because it can be a race to the bottom. But you might think of Walmart and Amazon as having a huge part of their brand being that they are cheaper than the competition. And while I think being cheaper than big overpriced incumbents can be an awesome advantage, I don't think you want to get in a race with other startups where you're going, you're charging 49 a month and then it's 39 and you drop to 29. And you know, that's how you're getting customers is just by being cheaper. It's just not a sustainable way to grow an incredible SaaS company. The third positioning strategy is to emphasize a single benefit. So if we look at Fathom Analytics, who's positioning themselves against Google Analytics, Fathom is super focused on privacy. They're GDPR compliant and privacy is all over their website, all over their positioning. And that's a stark contrast to how we probably think about Google Analytics. Zappos, for example, the famous retailer that grew at an incredible speed and got acquired by Amazon, they made amazing customer service their benefit. That's the benefit they leaned into. A huge part of their brand and their positioning is that their customer service was off the charts. They didn't go after low prices. They're not the lowest cost provider. And yet I've bought a ton of shoes and clothes through Zappos because I value customer service over price. So focusing on a single benefit can be a strategy for positioning your company. And the fourth strategy that I'm going to lay out for positioning is making something that is powerful but scary, making it more approachable. So the example here is the last SaaS company I started was Drip. It started off as an email service provider. It became a marketing automation provider. Now, marketing automation is a scary term, right? It's powerful, but most people 
don't want to learn marketing automation. It just doesn't sound like fun. And back in 2014, we launched Drip 2.0. It was a kind of a second version and a, a minor pivot. And I put this phrase on the homepage. It was actually the H1 at the top of the homepage. Lightweight marketing automation that doesn't suck. And that communicates a lot, so let's break that down. Lightweight implies it's less scary, it's easy to use. Marketing automation. So now as a visitor, you know what category of software it's in. Before we had this headline, I was trying to invent a new category or describe what Drip did. And frankly, that confused a lot of visitors. I would talk about email automation or send the right email at the right time to the right customer. But people would ask, are you an email service provider? Are you marketing automation? Like, what exactly do you do? And frankly, from the beginning, we should have leaned into an email marketing provider or a marketing automation provider. The phrase, that doesn't suck, that's at the end of that sentence, implies most or all of our competitors do. And frankly, this was true. And people would chuckle. They knew that it was true in this space that most of the marketing automation providers were awful. Software wasn't good. Sales process wasn't good. They were too expensive. So I was essentially making a promise in this headline that our software had to live up to. And I'll be honest, I think this headline and this positioning absolutely helped us carve out our corner of the market, which was lightweight, easy to use marketing automation, as opposed to the big, clunky, expensive tools people were using in the space. And without that positioning, I think we would have grown much, much slower. There are many strategies and approaches you can use to think about positioning. I hope these four that I've offered has been helpful. If you want to dig further into positioning, there is a video on this channel called SaaS Product Positioning Should Have a Point of View with April Dunford, and we will link that up in the description. In addition, probably the best book I've seen on startup and SaaS positioning is called Obviously Awesome, also by April Dunford. And you can check that out wherever greater books are sold. In a minute, I'm gonna tell you what I believe is perhaps the best way to position your product. But before I do that, MicroConf Connect is our online community of bootstrapped and mostly bootstrapped startup founders with an emphasis on SaaS. We have more than 5,000 founders in this group. It's heavily moderated. There's a lot of great conversation going on. And if you want to be part of a community like this, it's free. Head over to microconfconnect.com. In terms of what I think could be an optimal way to position your company, I think it's pretty amazing to combine two or more of the positioning strategies I named above. So I talked about doing it on price, focusing on a single benefit. I talked about beating bigger incumbents, but imagine if you're cheaper than your expensive hated incumbents and you have most of their functionality and you're also much easier to learn and to use and your customer service is better. It's a great combination and it's totally possible. And if you can carve out positioning like that with not just one facet, you're gonna put yourself in an amazing place for fast growth in 2023. Hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, I'd appreciate a like and of course, subscribe to the channel. We're kicking out videos like this every week on all things SaaS, building, launching, growing, marketing, brand, positioning, everything that you need to be thinking about to build an incredible SaaS business. Thanks for joining me this week. I'll see you next time.